Hello, you beautiful lot. Welcome back to Mouth Off Radio, your weekly podcast from nastygal.com. This week, we're talking about the D word and one of my trigger words. That word is diversity. Now, I say it's a trigger because this word makes me feel a certain way. To me, diversity is not a tick box exercise and needs to become more ingrained into branding DNA. I want that word eradicated and not something that corporations feel that they need to do the bare minimum on. Diversity needs to be vertical and practiced at every level within a business. Today, we'll be discussing and dissecting specifically diversity and progressions in the fashion industry. So who better to call on than Anna Schillinglaw, the founder of Milk Agency? For those of you who don't know or aren't as clued up, Anna and her agency were the first in the UK to have both straight size and curve models on her books. Anna herself was a supermodel, but struck out on her own and formed Milk in 2011. She used her experiences to help make waves in the fashion industry from the inside out. So here she is, Anna Shinninglaw. So you ready to mouth off with me? I am. All right. I am. So question one, I really need to know why the name Milk? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wish I had something interesting to tell you. And someone did make up a good um, reason, which I should just stick to because I I was actually pregnant when I started Milk. Okay. So they were like, you should just say that, you know, because you had lots of milk in your boobs. That's why. (laughs) Um, But that's not the reason. Um, I had another name um, that began with the initials MM. Okay. And then literally like the day before I was about to do all the artwork and stuff, I had to change the name. No. So I literally had to come up with the name overnight. And um, I don't know. I wish I had something really interesting to say, but it just was <laughs> milk came to me. I love the way it looked visually. Yeah. So as the owner of one of the UK's leading modelling agencies, what is a typical day like for you? I imagine it is manic. It is. Um, so literally I wake up and the first thing I do is reach to my bedside table and look at my phone to make sure... A model hasn't missed her flight or a model isn't sick and I've got to call the client and let them know that they don't have a model for today. Um, And um, gosh, the great thing about my job is one day is never the same. Yeah. Um, Literally, you know, you can have like a supermodel walk in the door one day. You can have an awful day the next day super busy and then you can it can be a bit quiet but yesterday was one of my favorite days because um we had a new face um on the curve board that we scouted actually a year ago in australia and she was scouted by you know a really like top scout and um she came to england so we're all kind of sitting in the office going oh my god what's she gonna look like because you've skyped her (laughs) you've seen her instagram (laughs) <laughs> and she definitely needed a bit of refining, but yeah. you can see through all the makeup and the nails that there is like this goddess. There. Okay. So we waited for her to come in, and uh, yeah, when she walked in, it was like yes, oh. she was absolutely gorgeous, the most amazing, like fun personality. And yeah, we did have to kind of, um, she had long pink nails and I was like, honey, those are going to have to go. She had big draw on eyebrows. I was like, here's a a face wipe, go Mm. to the loo, wipe it off. Um, (laughs) She's off to the hairdressers with Gia, one of my agents that works with me because her hair is really long and just needs a bit of shape. Yeah. So kind of developing a model 
and make making like a young girl into a model yeah is really exciting so that was a great day yesterday to have that and then um we've got another couple of like our top girls in town doing jobs and they all popped in to say hi so having a good old chat that's nice um and yeah just a ton of emails and then <laughs> kind of you've got to think about the girls that you're developing and then the girls that are kind of working a lot and it can be um you know Sometimes I say I'm a travel agent as well. So booking their <laughs> flights and hotels and if they get new pictures, putting them on the website, thinking, oh, wow, that girl would be great for that client, calling that client. Um, so many different things. And then being the owner of the agency, I don't just have the creative thing. I have all the kind of, you know, staff issues, you know, tax, yeah. all those kind of, you know, all those the toilets things. blocked, the dishwasher's broken, you know. For those things too, so yeah, it's it's everything. So you're very well established at Milk now. Mm. Uh, it opened in 2011. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about how you started off. Tell us a little bit more about your career for those who don't know who you are. Um, so I was a model for a very long time. Actually, I was a model for 17 years. Um, I started off. I was with Storm, which mm-hmm. is an amazing agency. Um, I um, was a slim model I you know um, I think I was like an 8 10 then okay um, and um, so I started off with them I started when I was 17 and I had a you know a great career I did all those magazines that you guys most of you never heard of because you're all super young but like just 17 Ms magazine more magazine uh, I know about Do those. you okay yeah, I know about those. I was one of those girls on the cover of those and inside so that was awesome and I traveled loads and then I always was never skinny enough going into the agency was always like oh god they're gonna get the measuring tape out they're Mm -hmm. gonna be like Anna you need to you know not lose some weight so it's always I love my job but in the back of my head it was always every job I went to I was like oh god I'm gonna get sent home and all that kind of stuff and then I hit my mid-20s and I found it even harder to lose weight and I was living in New York then so you know I had a great career lived in New York for seven years um so I transitioned from being a straight size model to a curve model um and I signed with uh, Wilhelmina in New York and then I literally went from being told that I wasn't skinny enough to being like you're not big enough (laughs) okay so literally (laughs) literally can't win yeah and then I was told to lose weight because I kind of lost some of my clients. So with my body, I was just a bit like, where do I fit in? Yeah. This is so annoying. You know, I have a pretty face. Everyone tells me I have a beautiful face. That's why I'm a model. And my pictures look good, but where's my body fit in? So had enough of New York, decided to move back to London and modeled there. And um, I got pregnant. Um, and of course, I wanted to be like, you know, the world's best mum. But I also didn't just want to be a stay-at-home mum and there's nothing wrong with that just Mm -hmm. for me I wanted to have a career too my mum growing up always kind of relied on men Mm -hmm. so I don't know when I was younger I had my own babysitting business um when I was about 13 you know I put like flyers in everyone's letterboxes and I like babysat for everybody I worked two jobs um so I always wanted my own yeah yeah doing it for myself and then, so then literally overnight, I decided to say, right, I'm going to be an agent, you know, <laughs> literally. Um, I was always interested in the other side. I was kind of that model that would always look at my friends' portfolios and be like, girl, you need to like get this picture. Yeah. Why aren't you working for this client? So it was just kind of natural for me. It's all I, I knew. So then I literally just decided to open up an agency 
and um, one of my mum's friends built a website, so I built a website. You know, I didn't actually put that much money into it, you mm-hmm. know, a thousand pounds to build a website, and then um, I did it in my spare bedroom, and I got a couple of my friends to be my models that weren't represented in London. Okay. And I think my idea was I didn't just want to be a an agency that had slim models. I didn't just want to be an agency that had curve models because back then... The curve, there were a few curve agencies, but I don't feel they seemed a bit dated to me. I just wanted to bring fashion, like yeah. to curve and have people any size should be able to work. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of like my my focus. I opened a virtual office on Oxford Street. So basically, you can get these offices where you have a London address and a London number. Yeah. And if you have meetings, it looks like you have a receptionist and you have a room. So I basically had this virtual office on Oxford okay. Street. And when I had castings, I'd run up with all these portfolios and pretend it was my office. What? Yeah. And then I had to say to myself, Anna, are you really going to do this? And if you're going to do this, you need to get an office in London and, yeah. and do this for real. So that was a big kind of moment for me. I, I got my office. I opened a really small office in Parsons Green in a great complex. Um, and that's how we grew. And then eventually, um, about four years ago, we moved our office to Soho and now we have a big gorgeous office I have 24 staff and I like to think you know one of the most successful agencies in London so it's really exciting that is exciting sometimes you just got to take a risk sometimes you do that's a really great story very inspiring that you you. kind of were like right I'm gonna just do this for myself so I guess your experiences as a model really helped you move on to the other side of it and you know help find other talent and bring them to the right clients and stuff I think I am very sympathetic to how models feel yeah because I think sometimes you see certain agents even some agents that you know work for me I have to sometimes say all right you know just remember this is a human being we're talking about this is a young girl she's away from her family she might be being a bit offish or can come across as being rude maybe because she's just insecure or missing home so let's give her a bit of love take Mm -hmm. her out for lunch and just got to give them a bit of love I think that's really nice and what you're, you've experienced will really help these models yeah. and not only feel better but mm. work better and, you know, have lots of opportunities and be booking exactly. more. Exactly. So. And also I've been there. So when they say they're tired, I put it in pers- into perspective and I'm like, hun, okay, <laughs> I know you're tired. But there are other people working a lot harder than you. Most probably like six pounds an hour and you're making a couple grand for the day. Let's take it back. Let's do a good job. Let's get rebooked. What do you think is the hardest part about modelling? Because I think sometimes people think it's really easy. You just stand there, take some pictures. We have a huge photography department at work. And sometimes I go up there and have a look around. And these girls, they work really hard for us. And, you know, be on for so long, so many hours straight. And, you know, sometimes, as you say, you do feel like, you know, you've got the hump, you're tired, you've got personal issues going on. So what do you, from your experiences, would you say was like the hardest part of modelling? Maybe it's something that doesn't get discussed or... Um, I think what you just said is hard. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And I always say to the girls, you know, like that client has to answer to someone, you know, so Mm. you've got to do a good job. You know, it is tiring, you know, those girls sometimes, you know, they're putting on like 60 outfits a day and you know, they're tired. And then some girls do it for like 11 days straight. And, um, you know, modeling is a bit of a craft in a way too, you know, like I, you really see the difference of a really good model mm. and someone that can't move in front of the camera, especially models that do all the e-com shooting, yeah. which means you're shooting like volume. Volume, yeah. You know, and you have to be able to make, 
you know, that dress that you might not think is really nice look really good. <laughs> and you need to give it to the client in many different options. And then you've got to put the next outfit on. And it's sometimes, you know, um, you're shooting on location and, and you need to catch the first light. And you've got a 3 a.m. call time. Ooh. And you've just flown in from, you know, America. And you're jet lagged, you know, and you've just got to do it. And, you know, that can be really tiring too. Yeah. I remember I fell asleep a few times when I was having my makeup done. I was just so <laughs> tired. And I also think one thing that, you know, people don't talk about is the competition because, you know, no one wants to be seen as being competitive with their peers. Yeah. You know, um, but with social media, these girls are seeing, whether it's true or not, because sometimes I think that social media is a bit fake, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, if a model's not busy for whatever reason and then seeing all these other models you know on these beautiful locations my life's great da, 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 da. that's really yeah. hard and you know I often get some girls that have to take a little social media break because you know it affects their kind of mental health and, yeah. and their confidence and and stuff so I think the competition can be hard I think before without social media you didn't really know what everyone was doing unless yeah. they were your friends yeah but now it's in front of your face you can't get away from it. Yeah. And um, that must be hard. I mean, I think being a model now is much tougher than when I was a model. Mm. I'm not sure, you know, I would, you know, want to do it for so long. You know, I had such a long career. Yeah. Um, but I had a career before social media. But now I think it's very different. I think, yeah, you're right. Mm. Because it is that your, your social media is almost like your portfolio yeah. and it's always been updated yeah. and stuff. Yeah, clients now want to know their Instagram their handles. followers, right? As yeah. well, like how many followers yeah. that they have and stuff. So it's kind of like merging into that world of influencer as well as yes. being like a professional model and stuff. So yeah, I guess there is a lot of pressure there. Yeah. Um, especially when things are so looks focused. Yes. It must be very, very difficult. Yeah. So you already touched on social media a little bit and um, you've talked about your agency and like having what you call curve models as well as straight size mm. models. What do you think has really changed in the last 20 years within modeling agencies and within the fashion industry? So diversity is much more here here now. Yeah. Um. So when I first started modeling, there really wasn't that much, especially size diversity. Yeah. And no like models with disability or anything like that. So I think with it's much more open. You can see it in mainstream advertising campaigns. Yes. Um, you know, big brands now when they're casting their campaigns want diversity. I see the word diversity in like so many briefs now. Yeah. Um, and that can mean race, that can mean size, disability, age. Um, so many things. I mean, we kind of started off focusing um, on size mm-hmm. because I think that was personal to me. Mm-hmm. But as I'm getting older, I want to represent women that are a bit older too. Of course, yeah. You know, and as a younger Anna, I wouldn't have known that. But as I'm getting older, I'm in my mid 40s now. So now I think, oh, well, you know, these women need, they're just as beautiful yeah. and they've lived a great life. So, you know, we should show that too. I also, um, um, Kelly Knox is one of my models uh-huh. um, and she completely inspires me. Um, I guess she comes under the bracket disabled, even though I don't see her as disabled because she's yeah. like a superwoman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so models with disability. Yeah. Um, we booked her on a really cool cover of Grazia where they had uh, all the model disabled models on oh, there. Oh, I, I think I saw, caught that. Yeah, yeah. I think amazing. I saw it on your, on your site as well. Yeah, yeah. that was amazing. Um, and... 
just by meeting her and understanding more about her and how she lives and her life kind of inspires me to maybe get some more models with yeah. disabilities. Um, I met an amazing woman recently um, who had like burns everywhere, mm. but like so inspiring. Yeah. Um, so I just want to bring more diverse, even more diversity to the fashion industry. Yeah. Like, so, you know, we'll continue with size because for me, that's going to stay. That's yeah. here to stay. Um, age, um, models with disability, um, race, you yeah. know, I, I, um, I represent a couple of girls that, you know, recently one of my models, um, felt very, um, she, she's, um, from, um, Sudan. Yeah. She's actually Canadian, which is from Sudan. And she kind of feels that there's not enough models with very dark skin. Yeah. Um, and that really upsets her. And it was just really interesting to have a conversation yeah. with her and like try and understand. So yeah, I want to find more models yeah. say, like her and do great things for her. So other models with really, really dark skin, mm-hmm. um, you know, can be out there too so just like more diversity in everything you know definitely I would agree with that I think it is about just representing everyone because when you do walk down the street it yeah. isn't just one type no. of person I always think the media is so influential on our lives mm. so it, it's very important to kind of filter that back up through mm. media and to show all different types of people different races different abilities yeah in order to really represent life exactly and, and exactly what's going on right now exactly so. and and let's not forget curvy boys i am on the hunt for curvy boys yeah yeah absolutely that's my next mission oh Watch curvy boys if we've got any curvy boys listening she's coming for you yeah i'm coming for you <laughs> <laughs> where do you see the industry going in the future for modeling do you think it's just going to get more and more diverse or do you reckon there'll be like a scale and back and it goes more in line with your traditional look um, I think modeling comes in waves. Um, like I know I can only really comment on like the curve industry. You get some clients that want smaller curves, so like a 12, 14. Mm-hmm. And then they'll suddenly client will call and be like, Anna, that's not working now. We really need like some true size 18s. Yeah. And then six months later, they'll go back. Oh no, no, actually we need size 12, 14s. Yeah. So it kind of comes in, you yeah. know, uh waves. Um but I do believe diversity is here to stay. I yeah. mean, we've come so far, we just can't go back. I'm sure some fashionista is going to be like, right, I don't want any of this diversity stuff, mm-hmm. you know, back to how it was. And they'll think that's really cool. But actually, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, so I'm sure that's going to happen. We've come leaps and bounds. I just think it's a really exciting time for everybody, just for like models, people, people that are interested in fashion. I just think it's time for change. We just need to get the 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 high-end designers on the catwalks yeah. using more diversity on the catwalk. I yeah. think that's where the, the lack is. Yeah, definitely. I think in commercial, print, even, you know, editorial are using, like, you know, diverse, more diversity. But I think it's just the catwalks have just got a, a long way to go. Yeah. There's the a room for improvement. We're coming for you, catwalks. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of female and male listeners um, who might be thinking about starting a career in modelling. Do you have any tips for any aspiring models out there listening today? Um, yes. Um, you're always welcome to come in, to, not just to Milk, to a- any agency. Most of them do open calls. Mm-hmm. So pop in, say hi. Um, 
And, you know, if you're not right, it's not the end of the world. There's, if you want to be in fashion or something, there'll be some other part of the industry that you can do. You know, whether you're a makeup artist, stylist, you know, if you want to be part of this industry, you know, modelling's not the be all and end all. So don't be devastated if you're not. It's also extremely competitive. Yeah. Um, it's not just about looks. You know, the amount of times we do have, like, the most beautiful girl walk in. But if she has no personality you're not going to have longevity in your career. Mm. So, like, be confident, have a great personality, say please and thank you, you'll get rebooked and you'll have a long career. Yes, please um, and thank you. Yes. It goes a long way. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, just give it a go. Pop into agencies, they do open calls, come in and say hi, send your pictures in. Um and yeah, give it a go. You know, you never know what someone's looking for. Well, they're really good tips. The last question I have for you on this segment is about your most diverse model, which is Dolly Porton. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know who Dolly Porton is, she is a chihuahua. She is. <laughs> and she is signed to Milk Agency. Yes. And she's booked and busy. So what has Dolly oh Porton been up to? Um, so Dolly is um, a chihuahua, but Dolly <laughs> is just not any chihuahua. She is Dolly Porton. So Dolly has a really great social media following, so please go follow her. <laughs> um, and um, her images are beautiful. The content's beautiful. All the kind of um, captions are really quirky and fun. Um, so she's a great one to follow. Um, she's a LGBT columnist at Marie Claire. Oh. Yes. Um, she does, she's worked for some huge brands. Um, she does takeovers on the red carpet. She's just... Living her best she, life. She's living her best life and she also has the best wardrobe. I mean, <laughs> better than anyone. So, um, yeah, every time she comes into the agency, she has a banging outfit on. Wow. She just slays. Okay. <laughs> Well, guys, be sure to check out Dolly and her amazing wardrobe. Um, so this now takes us into the Mouth Off Radio Punch Bowl. Yeah. So it's a series of questions that I'm going to ask you. Um, questions from girls around the office, okay. social medias. Mm. So you ready to I'm mouth ready. off with me? Oh, yeah. Okie dokie. So <laughs> here we are, guys. Here are the questions. Right. Question number one. What is a saying that you live by? Um... I say it to my son all the time. What do I say? <laughs> Look good, feel good, play good. <laughs> oh, I like that. It's got a nice ring to it. I really like that. Um, what is the best way um, to decompress? You're a very busy woman and I'm sure you've got a lot going on. So what do you do to kind of switch off, decompress, relax, get back to Anna? Um, I put I put my phone in a different room mm -hmm. um, and I um, have a glass of wine. I just love a good TV show. <laughs> What, what are you watching at the moment? Oh, I'm watching What If okay. on Netflix with Renée Zellweger. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Is it? I recommend that highly. Um, and I've got a dog called Ronnie. So if you ever come to Milk, you'll meet him. Okay. Um, and I go for a dog walk. Very classic. Yeah. I've done my wild days. I was a bit of a wild one back in the day. So now I just you know, like to go to like National Trust places and <laughs> drink tea and eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? That sounds amazing. <laughs> right. Spice Girls or Destiny's Child? Controversial, but Destiny's Child. Oh, do you know what? I think I might yeah. even go Destiny's Child <laughs> on that. Yeah. I actually saw Spice Girls, I swear, about like 30 years ago. No, about 20... 23 years ago in Milan or one of their first gigs and then and when was I was that? a model there yeah it was cool I just remember thinking oh yeah 
hi British girls I'm a British model hi <laughs> and then the next thing they became like huge These international superstars <clears throat> okay so if you could have any animal as a pet what would it be and why god I feel like I'm being disloyal to my dog Ronnie here <laughs> um my dog Ronnie is my heart and soul um but if I could have any pet I'm really into sloths at the moment oh really yeah I just love them I reckon they'd be really low-key. You wouldn't yeah, have to do really much. Chill. Yeah, They've got really long nails, though. So yeah. I'd be worried that they'd scratch me. But just they're just beautiful. I It'd love be animals. murder on the upholstery. Oh. But <laughs> they'd yeah. be such a nice animal to just have around. Yeah, just their just energy. Really chilled. Yeah. yeah, just hang it, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you could rewind or fast forward to any age, what age would it be and why? I think I'd rewind to about 22. I was living in New York having a really wild, fun time. I'm living my best life. Yeah. I'm just carefree. I never got to do that. It was always something I wanted to do was live in New York. Yeah, it was awesome. Just having no kind of responsibilities, you know, just buying silly things for lots of money and, (laughs) you know, then having to answer to my dad. Um, But yeah, just like lunching with my girlfriends. Yeah, me and my model friends, we literally just used to like lunch all the time and then shop and then go to a few castings, do a few jobs. I mean, it was fun. Oh God, can I come with you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What was a defining life experience for you? Most probably becoming a mother. Yeah. And that was pretty huge. Uh, That's a pretty big one. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty big one, but the most amazing one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How old is your son now? My son is nine. Oh. He's just, yeah, he's awesome. I just love hanging out with him. Oh, that's just the best. Yeah. Right, what we've got here. Finish this sentence. Confidence is... Everything. Mm. (laughs) To the point, that's it. She just looked me dead in the eye and said, that's the end of the sentence. (laughs) Okay, and last question. What is your favourite thing about yourself? Um... Mm. I think my sense of humour. Yeah? Yeah, I think for me, yeah, just I find humour in most things. Um, I think I'm quite funny. Yeah. I'm sure my staff would agree. We do laugh a lot and just not taking myself too seriously. I suppose in that industry it really helps as well. Yeah. Yeah, just to have a laugh and chill everyone out a bit. Yeah, when I'm hanging out with maybe some of the most like fashionistas in the industry, I always have a giggle. I'm just kind of like, I look at myself like it's not kind of real. (laughs) Think of really silly things just to kind of put me back down to earth. Oh, well... You survived it. I the did. mouth off punch bowl. It wasn't oh, too bad, no, was it? Wasn't it wasn't too bad. No. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for coming in. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you for mouthing off about the industry and diversity. It's been a really pleasurable experience talking to you. Thank you. Likewise. Um, let everyone know where they can find out more about Milk Agency, maybe on social media. Um, yeah, so Milk, Milk Model Management on Instagram. Follow us there. Do your Googles, guys. It's yeah, not do your hard. Google. Any parting words of wisdom? Be nice. That is my motto. Yeah. Be nice. Right, guys, thank you very much. Thank you again for Anna for coming in. Thank you. Thank you again to Anna Shining Law for coming in today. I really enjoyed our conversation and Anna's insights on diversity and progression in the fashion industry and how she's expanding what diversity looks like to her. Well, guys, it's a wrap. So be sure to subscribe, rate and review. And don't forget to tell all your gals about us. You can find us at nastygal.com and on Twitter and Instagram at nastygal. This has been Mouth Off Radio. I've been your host, Paige Martin. 
Be nice, strike a pose and mouth off. <laughs>